Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Retro Rewind. This week, it's right between the eyes. And with me today, as usual, is Craig. Introduce yourself. Hello, my name's Craig. There you go. So, uh, just really quick right off the bat, Lords of the Realm 2 was developed by Impressions Games and published by Sierra, and that was in the year 1996, but who cares about all that because this game is amazing. So, Craig, yes. tell me why you think this game is amazing and how many hours you're going to play it after we're done recording. Um, okay, right, so I the first question, why it's amazing, it's a really, it's a difficult question to answer. There's so so many reasons why that's not the case and i don't want to just go into the you know completely slagging it off but i might at some point for now it's almost good it's very 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 cool for its time there's a lot more complexity to it and a lot of other games that i played at that time i had never played this before um and after we record this I can tell you categorically, I will play this for zero hours and zero minutes. By zero, you mean kind of like on data entry, it could be infinite. You're it not could, sore, so it zero is just be. a placeholder. Well, okay, that you're right, yes. It could potentially mean that I'm <laughs> going to play it all the time. <laughs> However, it could also more likely mean I'm never going to play it again. All right. So I think, I think right off the bat, you've hit a very good point. This is a game that is trapped in the year it was made, as opposed to those games that are unstuck in time that just release every year. Yeah, there's quite a lot about it that screams 1996. There's quite a lot. least of all being the 640 by 480 resolution. Oh my goodness, yeah, that's that's tragic yet lovely. Actually, I was was quite proud of my, my laptop being able to power through this, although... I've got to say, I've got something like an i7 processor with 16 gig of RAM, and it stuttered when a page opened with the help <laughs> that oh, everything wow. started stuttering. So like, oh, something's gone wrong here. I don't know. It's my setup or something. Okay, so I, we should probably actually explain the game. So Lords of the Realm 2 is a sequel to Lords of the Realm 1, which is kind of a spiritual successor to the game called Castles. Anyway... So this is kind of a Civilization 4X-based game, but there's not as much resource gathering or building behind it. This is more of almost a, what would you say, medieval lord simulator? Yeah, it's, it is, and it's it, that actually took me by surprise because I spent, spent quite a lot of time trying to figure out how to build a lot more than what is actually possible in the game. I thought there was going to be a lot more of that side. Turns out it's not the case. No, it's more or less you get stuck with a plot of land and the game is figuring out how to manage what you're stuck with. You're not going to be able to build, mm-hmm. say, better farmland or, you know, more production facilities. Yeah, it's just kind of yeah. some, some places you'll have iron. Some places you'll have stoneworks. You know, it's, yeah. it's just kind of based on where you are. And it's more like it works on a kind of system where if you devote more of your fields to one purpose, you're losing that amount of fields from another purpose. So it's a gentle balance as you're kind of maintaining an equilibrium within a fixed ecosystem. It actually benefits you to use kind of crop rotation. So if you grow wheat for one year, it helps if you now put cows on that the year afterwards so the uh, the fields remain fertile. And of course, mm-hmm. that you know depends on what region you're in. But yeah, there's a lot going on on the administration end of things. Um, personally, that always bored me as a kid and it wasn't really until I got older that I started to appreciate 
how that is. Now, the cool thing as a kid was the battles. Real-time, amazing fidelity, tactical battles. It was real-time and tactical. You, you forgot one descriptor there, Craig. Did I? I yeah. No, I'm pretty sure I used the correct <laughs> ones. Um, so yes, battle takes place in real time. Think, um, I wouldn't even say Age of Empires good. I would say proto Age of Empires, maybe Dune 2 level of it. It's not very complicated. You kind of generally just ball things together and huck them at the enemy. And it's mm-hmm. not until you start getting into sieges, which Craig, did you play a siege by the way? I did play a siege. Oh, good man, good man. It went tragically, tragically bad. (laughs) Uh, Were you defending or attacking? Attacking. I received a letter from the knight to say, you, how dare you, I gave him a gift. What happened was I gave him a gift of a thousand crowns because I didn't, it seems like the kind of thing you do in that day and age, ah, here you go, sire, here's a thousand crowns, let's be friends. Don't attack me. Please don't attack me. And he wrote a letter back clearly stating um, that giving money was just for cowards and that we would see what would happen in battle. At which point I sent him a compliment saying, Sire, your words are wise and victorious. Please or pray, pray teach me more or something like that. Uh, and he wrote back saying he likes me a wee bit now. And I was like, oh, that's dead, that's <laughs> dead nice. So I tried to um, form an alliance with him. And he wrote back again in the next season and said, why would I want to be with you? Essentially, why why are you even bothering? And at that point, I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to march my army over to your base and I'm going to just attack you. And it went horribly wrong. It's ah. actually the mechanics of the mechanics of a siege are actually quite nice, and it gives you a, a stat screen before you siege, be siege yep. before you besiege, uh, so you can kind of weigh up how it's going to go. And I knew my fifty guys weren't oh, going to kill his one hundred and fifty, one hundred and fifty guys. I had no siege artillery or whatever the the technical term uh, is for the it is nice in the fact that you can just kind of besiege a castle while you're building siege engines to take down the walls or the parapets Mm -hmm. so that's a very nice little thing you can have there would like to interrupt just a moment so you know of course um you actually very nicely touched on the diplomacy engine in this it's not very complicated at all there are correct me if i'm wrong there is the baron the countess the knight and the bishop or is it the pope probably I didn't pay... There is a religious figure. I didn't well, pay attention. You see, when the, I was a kid, I was scared was to my bro. the Pope. I, oh. I did not... Every time, every time I messed with the Pope, he just he just wiped me out in a holy fire. Oh, in-game. I thought you meant, like, literally scared, terrified. Oh, my God, the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pope John Paul Pope. haunted all of my dreams. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so one of the cool things I thought when I was a kid because I was dumb, was on those send a compliment, send an insult, send a gift, you can erase what they have pre-written and write yes. your own. I thought yes. this had some kind of amazing text parser, and so I used to write these really flowery word insults, mm-hmm. and I would get a stock response back, but I was like, oh, that's great, they actually know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, I was a dumb kid. It's not, because I sent my compliment with a, it's a erased sire and put dickhead, He's still like, thank you very much for your compliment. (laughs) So, yeah, there's... It's kind of a mishmash of a whole bunch of games. It doesn't do anything especially well. Um, 
No, but I think it, what it does do well is it takes all of those component parts and makes a playable game out of it. That's kind of achievement. An achievement. <laughs> there is quite a significant amount to it. That you've got to build your weapons and then obviously allocate a certain amount of your people, your peasants, oh, yeah, the peasant to the army. Like yeah. your population directly um, is tied to how much work you can put on projects. So if you want to upgrade your castle, but you don't have enough to say tend the fields as well as build the castle, your castle isn't going to be built for like twelve years. I always found that very interesting. Also, liked that you actually had to gather the resources yourself. If you needed a hundred wood, you couldn't just buy it most times because it was ridiculously expensive. It was. I only upgraded the castle once, and by the time I game not game over, but by the time I gave up. After the failed siege, I just thought, do you know what? I, I just can't carry on. I'm sorry, guys. And shut it. <laughs> so, so you may be asking yourself, Dave, why would you pick a game from 1996 that doesn't really do anything spectacularly well? This game was incredibly formative to who I am. And I said that wrong. Formative. I don't know where the end mm-hmm. came from, but we'll rock it. So yeah. when I was a dumb kid, this was the coolest thing in the world. Because when you're a kid, knights and armor and castles they're just inherently cool right uh not to me no oh my god you know craig i don't know what to do with you. <laughs> i give you i give you I roman legionnaires and you shrug i give you uh-huh. knights in armor and you're like Pfft. yeah what, if what? it was knights in armor and space i might be more inclined to oh man you were a space kid you're the worst i was a space kid i was a space kid and a dinosaur kid the, the worst well, kind of kid. Dinosaurs, we kind of couldn't help. I mean, Jurassic Park was a major oh, influence in everybody's yeah. life. It um, was. Um, I don't know what it is. It, yeah, whatever we played that wasn't released because we buggered up or butchered the recording or something. I can't remember what happened exactly. I didn't get on with that, with the Roman guys with their shields and their funny hats with the so, ponytails and stuff. So this really captured my generation as a kid, and I went to the library, and I read so many books about medieval England, and, you know, to the point where I started building, like, cardboard castles and stuff, and my dad would be like, hey, let's build a cardboard castle, and he would build a castle, like, that's not a castle, that's a mott and bailey, and he would look at me like, you know, the idiot that I was, and go, David, doesn't matter, I'm like, no, it matters, (laughs) but, yeah, this game captured my imagination just so hard as a kid. And I can't play it today and go, oh, this is amazing. But it makes me smile. I can't help but like it. Oh. But I feel like I feel like I've touched your insides now. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. In a traditional or non traditional way, because that, that will matter. Uh, traditional. Traditional. Okay, good. The traditional good. methodology. Okay, good. Then I can maintain the sanctity of my marriage. <laughs> so more importantly, Craig. You see, since I was a weird kid that only played whatever game would play on his PC, I didn't really have a gaming PC. If I remember mm-hmm. right, it was like a 1994 Packard Bell that... Oh, jeez. <laughs> just just stock out of the box Walmart computer. Yeah. So I played a really weird list of games. And it wasn't until I got older that I realized people don't like Sierra for all the games that I liked Sierra for. Like, for me, Sierra was not an adventure game company. They were the cool, you know, incredible machine company and the Caesar company and and Load Runner and Civil War General. I had no idea what King's Quest was or Police Quest or any of that nonsense as a oh kid. Oh my god. They had one they had one as well. Did they not have one that was um cross cross category? Was there not one with Romans and someone else and it was something that Empires 
right battle of the rise of the <laughs> battle of the rise em- of the age of the empires <laughs> yes i can't remember what it was anyway exactly. rise of nations i think you was sierra li- you like you seem to like all of the game the, the sierra games that just don't scream sierra to me to me it was please quest Police Quest was actually... In fact, Police Quest, SWAT, the SWAT Police Quest oh, was SWAT, released yeah. in, in, the, in the same year as this, and it's amazing. It's an amazing game. No, 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 no. No, you're right. Oh. Police Quest oh. was released the same year as this, and Lords of the Realm 2 is an amazing game. Uh, okay. You should probably clarify okay. these things. King's Quest? King's Quest was the bomb king's quest did things to my tiny childlike brain <laughs> because in king's quest unlike most in fact unlike any adventure game i'd ever played you can die <laughs> it's like you can die, die a lot <laughs> and it's like, what hang on what this what am i playing it's like mind, that <laughs> tiny me fact was absolutely mind-blowing to my 10 year old brain and in case you've never played king's quest you have the life expectancy of a fruit fly in a blender I mean, it's mm-hmm. 13 seconds, you've died by falling in the river and the crocodile has eaten you. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until, um, let's say, what, Web 2.0? So let's say 98, 99, somewhere in there-ish. Mm-hmm. I can't remember when like it stopped being keyword searches and GeoCities pages and all that. Oh, God. But it That's wasn't so until I, I started reading people talking about this big LucasArts versus Sierra rivalry. and Which one was better? Which did you prefer? I'm like, what does it matter? They made adventure games. Sierra made, like, history tactical games. I don't see how they compare That's... at all. You're a madman. You're an absolute <laughs> madman. It... A lot of my childhood was playing Leisure Suit Larry, just hoping that something oh, I, happened. I would have been paddled quite hard if i had been caught playing leisure suit larry <laughs> and yeah it wasn't until teenage years where i started looking into like leisure suit larry and police mm. quest and, and, uh, and then i found out i hated them and so sierra was always the lords of magic company not not the, the weird adventure game company wow that's that's something else well so so in this whole sierra versus LucasArts thing craig Mm-hmm. I would imagine you fall very much on the LucasArts end. Oh, I fall very, very much on the LucasArts end. What LucasArts do to with adventure games is not... It's in a different... Well, it's in a different league. It's just my jam. And I think, while I, I love the Sierra adventure games as well, they do have that element... Like SWAT, for example, was incredibly realistic, and it dragged it into the adventure games. You could die there's a lot of a lot more complexity to it whereas the the uh, LucasArts side was very entertaining it was entertainment and it was beautiful the, uh, the Sierra side was more gamey and maybe 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 10 year old me was lazy and it was just too tricky I don't know so you're, you've been mentioning nothing but like early Sierra I'm curious where do your thoughts sit on when Sierra started to learn from LucasArts to where, you know, maybe death wasn't so prevalent and it was very hard to, hope you didn't pick up that pencil. Well, 45 hours later, sorry, you can't complete the game. Um, all those things that adventure games are just terrible for. Uh, things like um, mainly Gabriel Knight and like Phantasmagoria and all the later ones. I haven't played any of them. You've never played Gabriel Knight? Nope, never played Gabriel Knight. We've had this conversation before at some point. Have we? You told me to play Gabriel Knight because I'd never played it and I, I 
I actually can't remember when that was. That could have been a year and a bit ago. That could have been on Gladius. <laughs> it actually, it actually could have been on Gladius. Yeah, like, um, I think over LucasArts, I'll take Sierra Adventure Games, not to play. God no, that'd be terrible. Mm-hmm. But if I was gonna sit and go, okay, I've never played Gabriel Knight three. Let's let's watch it because you know some of it's FMV. It's like okay, it's like mm-hmm. a really bad movie. I, rem- I remember, I remember the look of it. It's got the, the um, Jesus dead on the front cover or something like that. that? <laughs> yep, just has his corpse <laughs> flopped on the front cover. <laughs> but yeah, like like I'll watch a Sierra game instead of a LucasArts game. LucasArts games always felt more of an experience, mainly because of the humor, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're doing uh, like insult swashbuckling, if you're yep. watching a Let's Play, you're like, no, I would pick the middle one. And then you just kind of fall out of the Let's Play because you're like, nah, I would have done things differently. You're such a... Yeah, yeah, I suppose. But then I suppose if you watch the Let's Play, you can say you've completed the Custom Monk Island. That's fine. Oh, oh, I hate you, Craig. I hate you so much. Look, I have forced myself to play through certain adventure games. I have done so with a keyboard in one hand and a walkthrough in the Mm -hmm. other because I can't do it. It's fine. It's fine. Interestingly, seeing as this is this is incredibly relevant right now, you are dying for me to play Thimbleweed Park because you know that I'm going to love it to play Indeed. through, and and that is off the back of you watching it on YouTube. No, it is not, you liar. You're lucky this isn't Lords of the Realm days, or we would have burnt you at the stake. Did you? I, no, I genuinely thought you watched a playthrough. No, I listened to a very in-depth plot analysis oh, of it on a podcast. Is that what it was? Uh, watch out for Fireballs in case you know you're curious. They do amazing plot breakdowns when they talk about a game, uh, and the plot breakdown of Thimbleweed Park, like the whole time, my brain was just screaming, "Craig, Craig, Craig, Craig." <laughs> so. Yeah, I have a feeling you're going to absolutely love that game. I'm so, I'm so excited. I'm so It's the first game in a very long time where I'm on holiday from work and I'm, I've asked specifically for a day to just make a good start at it. You know, like wife takes the kids out and goes to the cinema, all that kind of stuff. And I'm just going to sit with my crisps and, you know, stuff and, and just consume. Now, now see... You should try to recreate what it was like to play as a kid whenever you play a new LucasArts game. So, I don't know what you ate as a kid, but you definitely get that as a snack. Maybe play in your pajamas. <gasps> yeah. You're Yell right. out every once in a while, Mom, I don't want to take out the trash. I'm busy. Yep. I, I would lie on my bed with my feet at the pillow end, my head at the other end, and the mouse stretched between the desk <laughs> and my bed trying to do that. And you'd always end up with hunters of fluff and the mouse ball. You'd be scraping at it for ages because all the fluff in your bed. Yeah, I expect you to use a completely analog mouse while <laughs> yes. playing it. <laughs> but yeah, like Thimbleweed Park falls into this very weird category of games for me where I love it. It is a great game. Just everything about it is awesome. Just don't make me play it. Hmm. It's like it's like Oddworld. I love the character design. I love the world, the sense of humor. All of it is great. I don't ever want to play that game, ever. Oddworld's a blast to play. No, Oddworld is infuriating. Oh. Even like like I went I went as far as to buy New and Tasty when it came out, knowing uh-huh. I will never ever ever play it. But you know what? I really like this game. Support the company. You guys should keep doing this. Don't make me play it, please. 
Oh, Dave. And like, like, I'm curious, are there any games like that for you? Where you like everything about it, just you never want to play it? Uh, quite a lot of fighting games. I like everything about fighting games, and I love watching you people play them. Like, I like watching you and Luke duke it out, or you and Mike duke it out, or Mike and Luke, whatever. I, I would be perfectly happy sitting for two hours and just watching you fight, because I love... The animation, the music, the art style, the wee taunts, the hilarity that ensues when, you know, Mike gets a punch in and then you completely obliterate him. <laughs> I, I love all that, but I can't be hooped playing them. I, I just I just hate it. I, I don't like it at all. But so far, I've bought Street Fighter V, get Street Fighter Four coming. You've sent me Marvel vs. Capcom. Yep. I've played... Um, what do you call the one with Batman and all that? Injustice. Injustice. I've yep. got Injustice. I had Injustice Which too, but I gave it. You to did Luke. like the Injustice story at least, right? I liked the story, but not yeah. the actual game. But yeah, I would have happily watched the story on YouTube. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yes. So I mean, at least you know, you know, I'm not crazy. There are games for no, you. No, no, you're like not that. at yeah. all. You're, you're not not crazy in the slightest. Um, just totally try Marvel vs. Capcom because if there's any fighting game you're going to get on with, it's going to be that. Just because it's very simple. Yeah. So this, I, well, let's wrap this up because Lords of the Realm Two, it is 1996 strategy game personified, and it has for me a, an incredibly interesting subject. I love mostly history-based games. Like they're my jam. Mm-hmm. Craig, on the other hand, is a heathen who thinks we should burn all the books yep. because history is just not very interesting. And instead, well, no, you would rather put them on a ball and eject them into space. That would be great, space crusaders, or something <laughs> like that. But yeah, Craig. So where do you sit on this? Out of curiosity. Um, it's it's good enough. If I had played this in nineteen ninety six. Uh, I would have pro- it would have probably blown my mind slightly because I was used to the settlement building and the, that kind of resource management side of things. I can't remember playing a lot of real timey combat things that, that that worked with those mechanics. And I think all in, it's a good wee package of different types of games from that era. Uh, the guy, whoever does the voiceovers. You know, oh, like, he's great! Welcome, yeah, yeah, very, very good job, good job, sir. Um, you've done well. I'd like to think he's British enough to have a monocle. Yep, and I hope when he's listening to this right now, it's popped off. Oh my God! Someone's <laughs> mentioned me twenty-two well, years never. later. Someone's mentioned me. <laughs> All right, so uh, Craig, I, I know you're just being nice. I know you're just being nice. If you don't like it, just say you don't like it. It's cool. It's not that I don't like it. It's just that I won't play it. It's 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 got certain a certain charm to it. It's just of its time. That's the complete barrier. As it's so nineties, it's unbelievable. Oh God, yes. Now, now, really quick. I'm sorry, we are wrapping this up, but a question just occurred to me: Are there any games from this era that aren't adventure games that you do still oh, like? Heck, that's some question. Thank you. Uh, like, do you find yourself going back to old shooters? Like Duke or, or Doom or Blood? or Not old shooters. Old shooters don't work that well. What 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 was out at this time? What was out in 1996? Uh, Lord's of the Realm 2. Uh. Oh, well, Lord's of the Realm 2, obviously. But, uh, so uh, if you have to think about it this hard, the answer is probably no. 
Yeah, it's probably it's probably no. The only game that I can think of that, I, in fact, I'm not going to say that because I'll pick it as a retro rewind. Okay. In a in a wee while, not right now, but in a, in a in a wee while, I'll pick one. And no, is the answer, Dave. Okay. Nineties was a solid decade of gaming that you just kind of don't need to revisit because it ruins more memories than it gives joy. Well, yeah, like, because cause at this era was, you know, late SNES, early PS. Mm-hmm. And I find myself going back to that era all the time. And it's kind of this weird thing for me where PC games have aged worse for me than consoles. Yeah. Because if yeah. I was going to play something from 1989, like, say, Mario 3, pfft, yeah, that's great. If I was going to play, like, a PC game from 1889, whoa. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right there. Other than maybe Oregon Trail. I'll I'll be good um, for around dysentery every once in a while. Oh oh, um, things that have been remastered ah, though, things that have been remastered have been a hit. Broken Sword, Broken Sword, the iPad remasters. That's an adventure game. They're amazing. Oh, you said you said not I said adventure. Other than because I don't think adventure games will ever really age, other than their mechanics. No, they won't. And once you get over they that hurdle, it's not a big deal. So anyway, as I was saying, this is your last free pick, Craig, because after this, we're going to inject some rules into this to make it interesting. Oh, crap. Okie dokie. What's your last free pick, dog? Oh, my goodness. Not knowing what the rules are, that's going to murder my insides because I've got so many lined up. I've actually got a spreadsheet that you can't see that is just a list of games that I want to play. So I'm going to have to try and kind of tailor that to the rules. But my next pick is going to be Dig Dug 2 uh, on the basis of our recent uh, Namco Dig Dugging. All right. Are we going to have a score challenge in this, perhaps? Yeah, why not? All right. All right. I can dig that. Ha! All right. So the rules we are injecting, unless somebody, if somebody uh, offers a game, like an, an audience member, sure, that's fine. We'll play that. We'll put our little doohickey on hold. So from here on, after Dig Dug, which I guess affects me first, not you, you have to pick the game based on one of two prerequisites here. It either has to begin with the last letter of the name of the game that came before it. Okay, okay. Or it has to come out the same year. Oh, that's So I have to pick a game that either starts with a G or, let's see, if I had to, I don't know what year Dig Dug 2 came out. I'm going to say 1988, I think, Dig Dug 2. I could be way off. So yes, those are now the two things, and we'll play with this until we get bored of it, and we'll do something else. Jeez, that's something. That is something else. Yeah, I figure it'll it'll make us think a little bit because I, I noticed I've just started going down the list of yeah, I'll, I'll totally play that. Yeah, I'll totally play that. But this Dave, makes me think about it a little more. One of the games that I had on my list was Zool. When are you ever going to pick a game <laughs> that ends in a Z? No, no, no. You said Zool, which, which, which. It ends with an L, so I have to pick a game that starts with L. No, but but for me to pick Zool now, you need to pick a oh. game that ends in a Z. All right, I'm guessing it'll be something from the 90s that ends with a Z. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, well, Maybe we're never Mad playing Balls. Zool. Oh, Mad Balls, there we go. Okay, <laughs> maybe I'll pick this Mad Balls. Or Iggy's Wrecking Balls, which actually might be a pick at some point, because that's a weird game. Mm. All right, so as for us here at Bit Effect, if you want to get a hold of us, we are on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, iOS, sitting in a bush outside of your parents' house. Hit us up with a message letting us know whether we're terrible, good, bad, awful, deplorable. Uh, ugly. And we'll probably message you back saying, please like Hot. us. Hot. 
But until next time, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, thank you. It's been a blast. Goodbye, sir. Works very well with medieval games. For the throne! This is the weirdest shit I've ever done. Ready! Ah! Can I be excused?